Welcome back to BMO Field. Mike Hogan, Bob Bronk with you. Luca Moya, Josh Couture are here as our on-site engineers. Josh Pulis back at Agent Court. Pushing all the right buttons as the Argos did in the opening 15 minutes. 14-3 Argos now 45 minutes away from the Grey Cup next week against either Winnipeg or, Winnipeg or BC. That game follows this one from Winnipeg. Your hometown, where there's, what, 52 feet of snow right now? <laughs> dumped on. But it's sunny. It's sunny. <laughs> it's always sunny it's, in yeah, Winnipeg. It's there's below, a but it's sunny. <laughs> Second down and 10. All of a sudden now, the Argonauts have the wind at their back, so they not only survived the first quarter into a strong wind at BMO, they thrived. Touchdown by Andrew Harris, a seven-yard run on his first touch since coming back from an injury in August. And then A.J. Olette from six yards out. He had a big reception early on the first drive, uh, a 46-yard reception, his longest of the season. And now they force the Winnipeg, uh, the, uh, you got Winnipeg on the brain now. The Montreal Alouette, second down and eight from their own 49-yard line, moving into the win. 30 front, Jagera Davis jumping around on the second level, came across the line of skirmish, got off Bach on time. Chris Edwards now comes up to the line. Are they going to send five? No, Edwards drops back. Flag down. They shovel the ball forward. That is Walter Fletcher, who will be short of the first down, but there's flags on either side. And it's going to be, I believe, offside against Toronto. So what the defense is doing, if they stop them on first down, and there's like second and they, second offside. eight or nine. Defense, five-yard penalty. We're going to replay second down. It'll be second and three. They're From doing a bit of freelancing when it's second and long. They have three three men going down, and one guy like Jaguar Davis doing some Uh-oh. freelancing. And there's an injured Argo on the play. I don't want to speculate, but is that Winton McManus holding his arm? Uh, his 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 initial injury that kept him out of the lineup for six games was uh, a leg injury and now they're working on the upper body so Jonathan Jones who played really well in Winton Stead has checked back into the game but Winton McManus is a different difference maker on the Argo defense this is a different injury than the one that kept him out of the lineup McManus was playing so well for the Argos before he got hurt just fantastic they're lucky to have him he's from memphis he went to the university of memphis and it is winton mcmanus right wrist he went down to the nfl he's playing yeah it's his wrist he was he was playing he played for miami and new orleans and then got released he met his girlfriend at the university of memphis she was a soccer player she's from toronto that's why he's here they came home so it was a it was an easy signing for the Argos just before he's leaving the free agency and he's going to go back to the room. That's not good news. Second down and three. Argo crowd getting loud here at BMO Field. Ball just shy of midfield at the Montreal 54. Three receivers top. They'll give the ball to stand back. He follows the right tackle and should have the first down. In fact, he will have the first down, getting across the Argo 53, almost to the 52. First down, Montreal. Again, moving into the wind. While the Argos have power backs in Harris and Olette, Montreal's got one of the best of the league, too, with uh, William Stanback. 
out of Virginia Union, third year in the league. And now the Alouettes are lining up an offensive lineman at fullback. This is interesting. They got the Hoggies in, and they're going to run power oh. that side. They got blown up. Stanback got hit in the backfield. As coming up was Chris Edwards, read it perfectly. And the Sam linebacker turns an interesting concept into a five-yard loss. They read that right from the snap. They didn't fool anybody. It's going to be really interesting now that if they cannot run the ball into the wind, that's going to create a lot of problems for Harris. Philippe Gagnon was the, the back who they lined up in there, 6-5. In fact, they moved him back into guard, and Pierre-Olivier Lestage lined up as the fullback. And the Argos read that mail. They're in a 30 front now, and everybody else is 10 yards back. Second down and long. Harris looking, looking, flushed out of the pocket, dumps it off to the check down man. That's Winicky, and he will bounce off a couple of tackles and get to the 50-yard line, well shy of the first down and way out of field goal range. I talked to Boris beforehand, and Boris has a bit stronger leg. Cody's got a really strong leg, but Boris has the strongest leg in the league. Uh, Boris said 48, I think, into the wind, 48. He said 65 with the wind. And yeah, we got another Argo down, and hopefully that's just a cramp. See if we can pick up who that is. Argo's leading this game 14-3, to 12 and a half minutes remaining here in the first half. And, yeah, it's a cramp, we assume, as Josh and Mark, the very able attendants of the Toronto Argonauts, head out, the therapist, assistant therapist. Josh Shule, Mark Belmore. that Peters? Yes. Tough to pick up the numbers up here. It's a single digit. Whoever it is is coming off the field. Limping a little bit. He's tight, so that looks like a cramp. Or is that Amos? That's Amos. It is Amos. The three, the eight. Numbers tough to pick up up here in the press box sometimes. He's Yeah, he's sitting down on the bench. I think he's a Jo- okay. Joseph Zima comes out for the punt. His first was 61, but that was with the wind. This is into the wind from the Argo 50. And both Banks and Leak are back there. Punt is knocked down by the wind. It's short, and it's going to be Leak taking it to 16 across middle of field. 20 up to the 25, up to the 28. And that's where the Argos will take over first and 10. They've got a 14-3 lead, 12 and a half, or 12.03 remaining. In the first half, you're listening to Argo Football on the home of the Boatman. It's TSN 1050. Aga. Big crowd of people field on hand to watch the Eastern Final. Argos and Alouette. Mike Hogan and Bob Brock with you. Bronco, a all-star with the Argos back in the day. Fullback. I won't. See, I, I won't even mention Queens. No, I won't. Is I'm tough. sure Dwayne Ford has said yeah. has mentioned uh, Western about 20 times by now. I already. They're a machine, though. You watched the game yes, yesterday. I watched they the second were. half after I got home from here, and they are. Oh boy, they are. <laughs> an, their, their organization is just kudos to them. So, congrats to Greg Marshall and to Steve Snyder, who's really yes. doing a nice job. That's a young Queens team still, so he's done a nice job. And what I like the most about Steve Snyder, and there's a lot to like, he appreciates the history of that program. Yes, like he he's a history major. He adores. The Frank Tindalls and the you know the Ronnie Stewart, and he's and really engaging the alumni too, which yeah. is really great. 
First down Argos. They are leading 14-3. 12 minutes remaining here in the first half. McLeod Bethel-Thompson so far, despite a couple of drops, is 6 of 8 for 124 yards. One touchdown, no picks. Olet's in the game. They'll run uh, a jet sweep to get across the 30 to the 34. And it'll be good for at least 6. We'll see if they give them the 35. It'll be close. They didn't do that much this year as we get some pushing and shoving and I'm sure some nasty language down on the field. I don't see any laundry yet. They only ran a sweep with Gittins five times this year. So that's in the playbook. They didn't go to it often. And now there's an injured Alouette defender. They're throwing the weight around out there, man. It's uh, Yeah, they're, it's personal. It's personal. It's playoff time. They played each other, as I said earlier, several yeah. times recently. Uh, a lot of memories from previous games on hits, and they're, they're going to be drawn at each other. It is somebody who has some size behind him. And again, he's turned sideways to where we are, so it's difficult picking up who it is. They will give a gain of seven on that play on the end around the jet sweep as it were to the man from Laurier Curly Gittins Jr. Justin Lawrence went off for a little bit of breather. Justin Lawrence is kind of, he was the first guy to sign with the Argos in free agency this year in terms of the clock. Uh, Very quickly after that one week of negotiation, he knew he wanted to come here. So he came here uh, with the Peter Nicastro injury there was an obvious need for at least at least half the season. Well, Andrew Harris wore his jersey when yes. he did the interview on TSN. Yeah. <laughs> As out of respect for their offensive line. Absolutely. And I thought that was a nice call. Yeah, it I, was. I walked was. over. I, I had to get Mac and uh, and Andrew yesterday for the news conference and walked over. The injured player, by the way, is Wesley Sutton. Uh, that's a tough loss. He's an all-star. He's their boundary halfback. He's a really good player. Uh, hopefully he is only going to be out for the three plays, but he's still taking a knee at this stage which is tough but uh, Andrew walked around uh, he had a t-shirt on and I said let's go and he goes one second and he walked over and he grabbed Lawrence's game jersey and then we walked uh, walked over and those guys were great at the news conference as always and the good news is Sutton is up and walking off under his own steam and I don't know what the problem was but uh, maybe he was just dinged up maybe a stinger but hopefully he's back in the game you hate to see a guy get hurt you want to. You want best to beat best. Sometimes when they take a long time when they're down, you're giving the defensive coordinator time to make adjustments, and you don't want to rush off the field if you're replacing. You're getting replaced, so it's not necessarily the severity of the inter- injury on the length of time. So it will be a second down and three. And the Argos will throw, and they'll complete it for the first down, and it's Curly Gittins again to the 45. He caught it at the 42 and did a Tasmanian Devil twice, spinning his way for an extra three yards, and more pushing and shoving. Should mention Kenneth Durden has jumped into the game. He's playing field corner right now. We'll see maybe if Mack wants to test him early. Again, the offensive line picked up. There was a blitz. They, were, they rushed. They sent seven guys, and they picked it up, and he got the ball out of his hands really quickly, and that's what that, that, that also helps when you get the ball out of your hands really quick on a, on a blitz. So they've moved Najee Murray over to the boundary half. On first down, Bethel Thompson will dump it out to Marquis Ambles, his first catch, and he'll get first down yardage. He dropped the shoulder. 
and powered his way across midfield. And that should be an Argo first down, and it is. And uh, continue, Mike Jones is moving inside to play the field half. And off the bench comes Kenneth Third, who started at corner in that quote-unquote meaningless game in the last game of the season. A.J. Olette checks out of the game. And Speedy is in as well. Javon Leak is in the game at running back. As the lone setback, this is a different look for the Argos. First and ten. Ball on the left hash mark. Argos moving left to right with a 14-3 lead. They'll set up a screen the far side. To midfield with a 50-yard line, and it's Gittins again who will get at least nine and close to the first down, although he's going to be just short. They're going to wear him out today. And he's going to love it. Yeah, I was, <laughs> please do. Please do. Every receiver would bike the ball every every down. His third touch so far. Fourth touch. Three catches and a run. Second down and a yard. Do you take a shot here? Or do you just, okay, let's keep this thing going. Take and a shot. A.J. Oletz in the backfield. They've got a tight end of the near side. Three receivers up top. Back to pass is Bethel Thompson, or it's Kelly, and he's got a man wide open, and it's going to be a touchdown. It's going to be DeVaris Daniels, who wasn't covered. He wasn't covered. It's a touchdown, Argos. They went with a short yardage package, and they're in the end zone. Just like that, it's 20-3. to That was like an old sleeper play at the, where, where he was on the sidelines. They didn't cover him. They didn't see him. How, they didn't see him. The sleeper play, though, worked because you did it in front of your bench. But you were on the ground. You were lying down. <laughs> You're old. In the old days. <laughs> but he, no one covered him. No one saw it. The defense didn't see him. It was a short yardage formation. Chad Kelly actually came in at quarterback. I missed that. And they threw, and Tavares Daniels is wide open. And it's going to be a long touchdown for the Argos. Kelly with a touchdown pass. And Boris Beatty comes out with the wind to try and dot the eye. You will not get an easier touchdown than that. Kick up, and it's good. And it's 21-3 Argos with nine minutes remaining in the opening half. Oh, this has gone well. You're listening to the Eastern Final. It's Argo football on TSN 1050. 46 yards. Chad Kelly to Devaris Daniels. The Argos have 199 yards passing with nine minutes left in the first half. Mike Hogan, Bob Brock with you. A penny for the thoughts of Noel Thorpe right now, the defensive coordinator for the Montreal Alouettes. Well, I think it, this is, uh, there's family members listening to this game. Yeah. I think I think the language going through his mind right now is, is uh, yeah, a lot of four-letter words. That is frustrating. Just nobody lined no one, up no one saw him. Daniels. And good for Kelly for seeing them. No one saw him. So Beattie will come and tee it up, kicking with the wind right now, which seems to be lightening up a little bit. It's still more than a steady breeze, put it that way. But the flags were flat out about 20 minutes ago, and still a significant advantage for the Argos with the wind. Boris will tee it up at the 30-yard line. Chandler Worthy is deep with the Darius Pickett. Kick is deep, and it's going to go toward Worthy. It's twisting toward the sideline, and Worthy fell down. He blew out his leg, and that ball is going to go out of bounds on the sideline. And Chandler Worthy is in a little bit of trouble right now, but he's up and limping off. 
That's frustrating. I've seen guys blow their ACLs on plays like that. It's just a twisting, and I hope that's not the case. That's bad. So he fell and twisted. The uh, the advantage here, it just slipped. Or did maybe he's got spikes on he's not used to? This is the only grass field in the CFL. He's worn, obviously. He knows this field better than anybody on Montreal. When all is said and done, it's a single point, and it's 22-3. 8.48 remaining in the first half. First down at the 25-yard line, left hash mark. They run a quick hitter to the near side to Philpott. And up. Peters just swallowed him all after up. a gain of three. Argos 22, Montreal 3 after the single by Boris Beattie. Strongest leg in the league. Used a little bit of the breeze, but Worthy just lost that one. Adam Doss, the PA announcer, says make some noise, and the crowd responds on second down and seven from their own 28-yard line. Back to pass. Harris, four-man pressure. He throws down the sidelines. Got a man. Gino Lewis, his first catch of the day, will be across midfield out of the Argo 53. They'll mark him at the 51-yard line. And that is a big first down for the Larks. Yeah, the Argos now are rushing four, and um, they're still getting some pressure on Harris. Harris has continuously had to go second and long pretty much the last since the start of the game. That's only the second target for the most outstanding player in the East. And now he's going to be locked up on Peters on the near side. Ball at the 51-yard line of the Argos. First and 10, Montreal moving right to left, wearing all whites. Pump fake and go. Harris throws the ball, and it's almost intercepted. Oh, boy, that was close to Shaq Richardson, as that was a poor ball thrown behind Winicky, who was covered like a glove by Royce Mechie. I think it caught him by surprise. It was right in his number. He was ready for it. It was just, it was, it skipped to him like a rock on a flat lake. He never had a chance for it. If Trevor had a little more on that ball, it might have been picked off. Second attempt from the Argo 51. Alouette's moving into the win. They'll end up the three receivers on the near side. Stanbeck is into the game to the left of Harris. Four-man rush. Harris, near side. He lost one, and Gino Lewis makes another catch in front of Peters. It's good for 15 and a first down at the 36-yard line. He thread the needle on that one. Any, it would That was close to being picked off as well if it was, if it was a little off to the side. He threaded the needle on that pass. If you've got a big gun, don't leave it in the holster. That's right. And Gino Lewis is the big offensive threat for the Alouettes, and they've gone to him now twice on this drive. First down at the Argo 36-yard line. Flirting in the field goal range right now, or flirting with field goal range right now. Argos five on the line. They rush four. Harris steps up in the pocket, goes long over the middle, has a man wide open, and Phil Bond inside the five into the end zone. Touchdown, Montreal. And they make it a 21-9 game with the extra point to come. Argers were in his own defense, and he was right up the seam, and the receiver and the quarterback read it. So the rookie, Philpott, the Alouette's top rookie this year, scores the touchdown. 22-9 Argonauts as David Cote comes in. Pierre-Luc Caron is the snapper. Joseph Zima, the punter, doubles as the holder. And he takes an extra yard for whatever reason, for comfort level. Most guys in the CFL, it's a seven-yard snap. This one's eight. 
right in the middle of the field. Snap is good. So is the hold. The kick is up and it has the leg and holds on. And 21-10. Six minutes left in the first half. Argos have the lead. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Argos 21, Montreal 10, 613 remaining in the opening half. Hogan and Bronk with you here at BMO Field. Still no sign of Winton McManus. And I'm trying to see if I can see. Oh, Chandler Worthy is still out on the bench, so he's not being worked on. So that's good news for the former Argo. Who had a little problem with the grass here. He seems to be just kind of shaking his right leg a little bit. So hopefully Chandler's okay. Just saw Andrew Harris in conversation with Danny Webb, the equipment manager, the longtime equipment manager for the Argos, 38 years long time. He's so old, he was here when you were playing. Yes, I know, I know. Uh, but Webby, uh, Webby was talking to he's Andrew Harris. He's, he's like he's the dean of footwear. He's yes. got ugly shoes from about 15 years ago that he convinced the guys in the second half in the 2017 Grey Cup to change into because they looked at him and go, those are some ugly shoes. I ain't wearing those. And then when they were slipping around, they changed into them at halftime, and coincidentally, they came back, had their footing, and beat Calgary in the second half. He worked hard. He's got those same shoes. The guys are wearing them today for the most part. They're the long studs. Some of them don't like them because they're ugly shoes. And you'll see a lot more guys today have spatted their shoes just to cover up the ugliness <laughs> of the shoes. It's what's under. not Exactly. What's under. <laughs> it's... But he, as Danny said, I said, well, how do they take to wearing those ugly shoes he goes they're running on rails in other words yeah, straight and yep, smooth and yep. clean so here comes Cote for the kickoff low line drive and it's going to be Leak taking it middle of the field at the 15 will bleed up to the left cut back to the right at the 30 hurdles a man 35 40 he's got the sideline trapped up perhaps a touchdown saving tackle in open space as Wesley Sutton has returned to the field. He was injured. He came back and just made a heck of a tackle in open field. But nice high hurdle, too. That's that's very athletic. When you're running full speed and you jump over somebody and keep your legs. Argos will take it at the 45-yard line. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, 9 of 11 for 153 yards so far. Six minutes remaining in the first half. They'll give the ball to Harris. Will cut back up the middle. 45-50 spins his way to the 40, sorry, the 53-yard line. Gain of eight yards. Great read by Andrew. He was running to the left and cut right back up the middle. Great vision on that play. Harris came back after being injured last year and put up about 150 in his first game back. It was the Western final last year. 23 carries, 156 yards, and a touchdown in that game last year after missing about seven weeks. Ground game. Harris again. First down and more. He'll take it down to the 53-yard line of the Alouettes. He needed two. He got four. First down, Toronto. Olette comes in for Harris. Again, great vision. The play was designed to go to the left. He cut back to the right when the hole wasn't there. Harris came off, and as Olette was replacing him, stopped and gave him an emphatic hand slap. Yes. They understand, as he said, I'm here to compliment A.J. today. I get my role and has accepted it. He's just happy to be back on the field. So is Olette. He'll stand to the right of McLeod Bethel-Thompson. 
play action to a let. Crossing pattern wide open is Daniels. 40, 35, 33-yard line. That, Bob, is my favorite route that the Argos run, is Devaris Daniel on that little slant across the middle. Because I don't think there's a, lead, a corner in the league can cover no, that. No, it's, it's, it's so difficult when you cut inside, you're running... It's, it's very difficult. And he didn't have any help up on top with the safety either. And don't forget, he's the outside receiver in this formation yes. now. He's no longer on the inside. He's flipped. Gittens is now on the inside. And now Gittens is going to go outside with Mark Keith Ambles on the near side with a tight end on the near side and Declan Cross. First down at the 32. Over the middle. Man open again. Same Mark play. Keith Ambles. Again. Let's exactly call it again. Exactly <laughs> the same route. If it ain't broke, don't break it. And it's a first down inside the 15 to the 13. McLeod Bethel Thompson is in the zone. Speedy and Harris are in the are in the game now too. Ambles and Banks up top crosses a tight end on the left side. They've got Gittens and Daniels to the near side, and they'll pitch it to Andrew Harris to the 15 to the 10, squares his shoulders to the six-yard line. It's good for a gain of seven. It's second and three. Is this three-down territory, Bob Brock? Of course. Of course. You're a fullback. You're going to say that, but I set it up for you. Of so course. Just, this might change what the Argos are going to do, and we have hit the three-minute warning. Argos ahead 21 to 10 and have a second and four from the Alouette six. You're listening to Argo football on TSN 1050. Exactly three minutes left of the first half. Eastern final Argos Alouettes Toronto with a 21 10 lead and knocking on the door. Second down, they need three, almost exactly three from the Montreal six. Okay, Coach Bronk. Do you run the ball thinking it's three-down territory? Do you go play action? Do you throw the ball twice? Or do you run a play and take the three if you don't get the first down? I think they're playing with two tight ends, so they're going to spread out the defense. Run the ball. Run the ball. Find the guard. Just spread out the defense. Montreal hasn't hasn't had a whole lot of success, and I, I know I'm afraid I, I just jinxed it by saying that. But I think... <laughs> They can't hear you. They really can't. It's but I like think it's okay for you have two, two chances to get three yards with, with Harris and, and AJ. If they can hear you, they're not doing their job. That's right. Andrew or Harris if they is, listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Harris is in the game. They will go double tights. Harris is alone back behind McLeod Bethel Thompson. Snap is a little high. They're going to throw. They've got a man on the end. Was there contact? Tavares Daniels wants the flag badly. It threw off the timing. He was contacted coming out of his break, but is it enough? And let's see the replay here. Bob, what do you think? Was he five? Yeah, that's past five yards. Oh, yeah. He yeah can't, that's, that's at yes. least illegal contact. Yeah, yeah, that's more than five yards. And are we going to see the challenge flag? I'm looking. I don't even see Ryan. Do you see Ryan? Oh, there he is. But doesn't the control center? Ryan did. Ryan said. Ryan threw it. They don't unless if it's obvious. If it's obvious, the command center will will go on, on a potential scoring play. Yes. So Toro like if he challenging the previous play, they believe there was defensive pass interference on their receiver, which would make it a first down and goal from the one yard line. 
Is this a, is this a challenge flag that you would throw first? Oh, good question. <laughs> no, that's why I, I asked. Him. Yeah, I, I think at this point in time, with a with eleven point lead, you're in the shadow of a goalpost. It's it's, it's a good time. I mean, it, if you're not if you were not in control of the game, it was certainly past five yards. Yeah, it, it was, was definitely in, he touched him when he was definitely in the end zone. The the ball was snapped from the six yard line, right? And he was the in the contact, end zone when he whether contacted. it was intentional or unintentional. Still, it came in the end zone, right? So it was at least seven yards away. Yes. So it's outside of the five yards where you can contact a guy, right? Now, was it contact or did they get their feet tangled? And tough to tell on that angle yeah. because it was... That was after yeah. the hit. The it contact. was Daniels on the end. He turned around as soon as it was incomplete. I was looking for the flag. And do they have a camera angle to overturn Yeah, it? and is it? Is there enough evidence to, to overturn it? The, the call on the field was is incomplete. incomplete. The first angle that we saw made it look like pass interference, and the other two angles you can't tell because it's outside camera range. After review by the, by the command center, the ruling on the field stands. It will be an incomplete pass. So now the Argos are down a timeout, Toronto's and they don't have a challenge. A timeout, and they're out of challenge. That was closer. I would have run the ball, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and not with not out of shotgun. I it, oh. it just drives me nuts when quarterbacks are in shotgun on goal line and they hand the ball off. Well, they're going for it here. Third down and two, three. Call it from the six yard line. Ball just inside the left hash mark. Harris is a running back. Oh, they may just be trying to draw them offside. McLeod Bethel Thompson parks out. Now comes up under center. Not going to happen, and they are going to take the time count violation. And that will move them back. So they actually, this isn't bad because it gives no. Boris a little more of an angle. No, no that was a yeah, deliberate attempt to draw them offside, and five yards back is actually an easier angle. So Beatty will come out. He has not kicked a field goal yet today or attempted one. He has a couple of conversions and also has a kickoff single this will be from 19 yeah, what are they going to put it down at the 18 they're still talking about this down on the field the time count violation against Stroud on number four declined. is declined the clock will start so they want the that snap. bad angle they want the worst angle Yeah. but this also will take time off the clock Right, because the clock will start. I'll check that. It was coming after an incomplete pass. My bad. Right. Normally it would start as a running yeah. play. So with 248 left. This will be from 13 yards. Maxime Latour is the long snapper. John Haggerty is the holder. And the right footer, Beatty, goes through his pre-snap ritual with the twist. Puts it up. Almost blocked. And it is good. And a lucky fan gets a souvenir football. And the Argonauts add three more. It's 25-10. I think they have taken away that point on the kickoff, which makes sense. Yes, it wasn't touched. It was not touched and went out the side. Yeah, so originally they had given that point. So it is 21. Now 24-3. That makes, or 20, sorry, 24-10 after the short field goal. 
I was wondering why they gave that point because it went it out of bounds yeah, without being touched. Yeah, it wasn't touched. Ball to the first, uh, the 40-yard line. Harris to Winicky to the 50-yard line and maybe one more. So he'll get 11 yards and a first down with 237. Argos up 24-10. I'm glad they took that point off the board. TSN, I wanted to double-check that because the scoreboard operator here put up a point. Yes, he did. As did TSN. So I'm going, okay, did I miss something here? Did, did Worthy touch that no, yeah. when he fell down? And maybe that was the original ruling on the play. First down at their own 51-yard line. Four receivers go up top. They'll run up the middle of the standback. They'll get to midfield. Jonathan Jones and Robbie, uh, check that, Enoch Mwamba with another tackle. Across midfield of the Argo, 54. It's a gain of five. 2-16 remaining. First half. Argos by 14. If Montreal were to score a touchdown here and only be down seven after the first half, that would be a moral victory for them. Yes, it would. Because this half has seemed like it's been almost all Toronto. Four receivers to the right. Ball on the left. Hash mark. Rollins moving right to left. Harris wanted to go deep. Nothing there. Rolls to the right. Rolling. Dumps it off underneath. Has a man to the 40 to the 35-yard line. It's Speaker down to the 29-yard line. Big gain. 25 yards and a first down Montreal. So Toronto sent all their their linebackers, and, and uh, Harris was able to roll out to the right and avoid all that all that action there they got the pass off when you do that with the linebacking core yeah, yeah. you better get there you got to get there yeah, and they did harris reddit rolled out bought a little more time hit speaker the rookie from wisconsin and it'll be a first down to the 29 yard line three receivers to the near side with the ball on the right hash mark elowitz moving right to left harris packed the pass steps up in the pocket wanted to dump it off it wasn't there he rolls to the right he throws across his body and it's caught at the 10 yard line Speaker made the catch. He got blown up, but held on to the football, and it's a first down and I think a first and goal from just inside the 10. 125 left. Argos by 14. Harris is able to roll out from the pocket. He's rolling out to the wide right or wide left, and he's evading all the tacklers, so they're not getting in his face. That was Shaq Richardson with the hit. First down and goal on the 10. Four receivers and standback to the left of Harris. Play action. Harris under pressure, and Chris Edwards got him. Back outside the 20-yard line. They will mark it at the 17 is where Edwards first made contact. Nonetheless, it's a loss of second, and second and goal from that point. That was a, a run-pass option play, and he held it in Stanback's arms for quite a long time before he decided what to do. And I think that extra second or so gave Edwards a chance to to tackle him. Sam Linebacker came on the blitz, and nobody picked, no one him, picked up. him up. Second and goal from the 17-yard line. Right hash mark, three to the near side, two up top. Stanback in the backfield. Harris wants to go long, under pressure again. He's going to roll up. Down he goes! Down he goes! Back of the 22-yard line. And it's Dwayne Hendricks. Came up the middle. Blew out his man. He was double-teamed and got off it. That's a play, man. That's a play. Two in a row. Very significant. Very significant. Cote will come out for a 30-yard field goal attempt. 
into a wind. Shouldn't have an effect on it as it's straight into his face. Gino Lewis was down almost on the Argo bench from the sidelines. An official came and brought him back. Kick is up. Got it. Three more for the Alouettes. It's 24-13 with a minute with 15 seconds left. And the Argos will have a couple of plays from the 40 to maybe get into field goal range. And when I talked to Boris before the game, he said, with the wind, 65, which would mean (laughs) I don't know if Ryan would give him that, to be honest. That backfired in one game. uh, In Saskatchewan this year, absolutely. So it is still a two-score game, 11 points, 15 seconds left. And we'll see how aggressive they are. They've got the starters out there. We'll see if they go into kneel-down formation, and they don't. They're going to send four receivers to the near side. They'll have Devaris Daniels soloed up on the left side. Olette is in as a blocking back. Montreal has five on the line. They send all five. Bethel Thompson's going to go long. He's got a man and just overthrew Cam Phillips, who was open at the 30-yard line. He floated that up there, and when you talk about quarterbacks having trouble throwing into the wind, that ball sailed yes, it with did. the wind. Yes, it did. That looked like it was going to be perfect, and the wind just kept pushing it. But Cam Phillips, again, on that skinny post, was wide open. Even when the wind's on your back, it's still a factor where you have to take into account what it's going to do to the ball. I would say they need about 25 yards for Dinwiddie to give him a shot. They're at their own 40-yard line. Four receivers again to the near side. Ten seconds on the clock. Bethel Thompson goes long down the rail. Has a man. Diving catch. No. Tavares Daniels had both hands on the football. And another one gets away from an Argo receiver. And with two seconds left, the Argos will just kneel down as Tavares... I don't know if he's injured, winded, or just depressed. And he's now rolled over onto his stomach. And are they going to call for the training staff? Yes, they are. Yes. Josh Jewell, Mark Belmore heading out together. And now you're in basic, I assume, kneel-down time. But either one of those, if they connect, you're in field goal range. The first one may have gone. Yes. May have gone depending on how quickly Phillips was able to kind of reconfigure and catch his bearings and get into sprint mode. Oh, boy. Game of inches. That gets in the head, though, of the the DBs when you do that. They got beat know, They had nothing to lose. Badly. Yeah, you had nothing to lose. So it'll be a third down and ten. Two seconds left, so the Argos will just kneel kneel down. And I would assume... You could take a shot, Why and if not? it's not intercepted for a touchdown, he might get a might get a pass interference call. Great halftime show coming up. Bob Bronk will be juggling a bowling ball, a table, and a live chainsaw, which is really difficult to do. You won't want to miss that. Well, while also, I'm while I'm holding my grandson, that's good. Well, you are not a good grandfather. If that if we got the live if we got the live chainsaw going, yeah. Your place must just be a blast on family holidays. Well, I'm still learning. It's you know I only have two, so I'm still learning. <laughs> There's still time. Tavares Daniels is still down, which is 
it didn't look like he was suffering at all. He just kind of went down, and it looked like he was more frustrated, but they're working on his lower body. 24-13 is our score. Argonauts with the lead. Winner of this game goes to Regina for the Grey Cup one week from today and will play the winner of Winnipeg and B.C. They meet after this game, and Tavares is up, and he's walking, and there's no limp. Not a noticeable one anyway. He is moving rather gingerly, but he's going to have 16 minutes to get better. When we go to the half, let's see what the Argos dial up here. Montreal has three on the line of scrimmage, and everybody else is considerably off the ball. There's only one bad thing that could happen here. Well, two bad things. A, you could fumble it in the in your backfield. Or you could throw an interception that's returned for a touchdown. If you throw an interception, it, uh, yeah. it's, the end of the, it, it, it's the end of the half. Two seconds are done. So you hope for a pass interference call where you get another chance to kick the field goal. Or you score a touchdown. <laughs> or you score a touchdown. They are 70 yards away from the goal line. And I think the only 70-yard play they have all well, year was the one in Saskatchewan, yeah, they're, they're and they're going to kneel down. Well, that's what they're showing, and Bethel Thompson goes back, zeroes on the clock, takes the knee, and the Argonauts are where they want to be. With the lead, 30 minutes away from going to the Grey Cup. It's 24-13. We'll come back with the halftime stats and get you ready for the second half of play. Argos, 24 Alouettes, 13. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050.